Thanks for tuning in to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We talk about life, love, and leadership with the Lord Jesus. This podcast is sponsored by Soul Shepherding. We're thankful for our friends who donate to support this nonprofit ministry. Let's have a Soul Talk. Imagine you're coming over to our home. Have a seat and join the conversation. Well, Bill, I have a confession to make. What's that? I spent more money on chocolate and ice cream today than I ever have before in one day. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun to see you do that. (laughs) Well, a year ago, we had this really, really, really good organic peppermint ice cream bar dipped in really rich dark chocolate. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) We bought one bar each for our Soul Shepherding Christmas board dinner Uh for our board members And I went back to get more after the board meeting because they were so good. I wanted another one and they were gone. So I waited a whole year and we found them today. (laughs) We had to go to a second store to get them. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was right next door to a chocolate factory that you went to a year ago. And you bought us each a chocolate bar at this Bean de Bar chocolate factory where they bring beans in from all over the world and they make them into a bar each bar is a different bean from a different place, yeah, a different cocoa taste. Beans. Yeah. yeah. And you bought each one of us in the family a different bar to try, and it was really good. And, I, and I've and i wanted to go to that chocolate factory ever since, and we've just never been able to make it happen. So we were right next door. So you said, well, let's go to the chocolate factory, too. So for our lunch break today, we uh, spent a lot on chocolate and ice cream, and I'm looking forward to having one of those chocolate bars tonight. Yeah, me too. So... Uh, It's funny because we're talking today about the longest night. Yeah, what's the longest night? The longest night is December 21st, and it is the darkest of all of the days in the calendar Mm -hmm. year when the sun shines the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's also called the winter solstice. Yeah. Yeah, we have the the longest period of dark and the shortest period of, of light. Yes, and for some of us... We really feel the difference. Mm -hmm. It really affects us. Yeah, it's called seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, and there's all kinds of ranges to which we feel this. I mean, there's times when I feel it just in terms of just kind of, it's harder to get out of bed in the morning. It's harder to get out for a walk. It's harder to be motivated. You know, sometimes I feel it just on that level. Sometimes I feel it on a, a deeper level of just kind of, starting to feel depressed and having a hard time enjoying things that I normally enjoy. Well, the research says that four to 6% of people actually have seasonal affective disorder. It's actually a a diagnosis, you know, a a mental, psychological, emotional disorder. And 10 to 20% of the population have a more mild version of it. Maybe you're saying you might fit in there or be close to that, the the more mild version. Well, one of the, one of the things that they report is, Craving carbs more. (laughs) So that's why you're getting ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) But seriously, honey, on another note, I'm thinking about, I remember when my dad died and a few days later, we went with my mom to the mortuary. And I remember the the man who owns and runs the mortuary pulling my brother-in-law aside as we were leaving and saying, you need to make sure she gets in the sun at least 30 minutes every day. This is really important. It makes a really big difference as she's grieving, talking about my mom, mm-hmm. grieving 
the loss of my dad. And I paid attention to that because, of course, you know, in our work and in our training, you know, doctorate of psychology, we know this. We've been trained in this. We've studied this. And so it was interesting to hear this from somebody who works in this field every single day, really advocating the kind of things we prescribe people suffering with this and, and verifying the difference that it makes and the importance that it makes. Yeah, of course, getting outside in nature is so good for us physically, spiritually, and emotionally. But yeah. this is actually a part of seasonal affective disorder is the deprivation of light. And so it's actually right. treated with light therapy where 30 mm-hmm. minutes a day you get under bright fluorescent lights You know, to try to warm yourself up and raise your serotonin levels and get your body clock recalibrated because that's part of what they've learned happens with the SAD, SAD disorder, Mm -hmm. is that your circadian rhythms are all out of whack. Yeah. And, you know, my sister lives in Seattle and she notices up there. She says you can just tell by, you know, how this time of year everybody's feeling it. It's even darker and colder, and even during the day, the sun often doesn't break through the clouds. It's gray all day and dark all day, even during the daylight. So we're talking about a depression that has mostly the same symptoms as depression, except Mm -hmm. that it's limited to the the season. Right. So late in the fall, like maybe October or so, you start finding yourself feeling down as the days are getting colder and darker, the nights are getting longer. And then, you know, as you go through into this, we're about to hit the longest night, you know, December 21st. It takes a long time before we get back into more more sunlight, more daylight. And yeah. so all the way until maybe April or May. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that recurs for people, you know, one season, a second season, maybe a family member has that same problem. They've actually found that there's a, some correlations here biologically, and there's people that struggle with this, and it's a, a real disorder. It is. So you have a test on soulshepherding.org, depression test. People can take if they want to know, you know, am I depressed enough to really take this seriously? Is this a real depression? Yeah. So what are some of the symptoms of depression when we experience that? What's it like? Oversleeping can be a symptom or not being able to sleep Mm -hmm. can be a symptom. You know, not enjoying things that we normally would enjoy and finding pleasurable, not having the motivation to do things that we need to do or that we enjoy doing. Yeah, there's a lack of energy and and drive. Yeah, and you know, sometimes also there can be an anxiety that goes along with the depression. Yeah, so talk more about the emotions because there's also like uh, discouragement and and sadness, emptiness, uh, maybe feelings of hopelessness, Mm -hmm. uh, low self-esteem, right? Or just having a bleak outlook, you know, or your negative thoughts and feelings about yourself, about the world, about the future. Yeah, it's painful. And some of us feel shame when we feel that. Yeah, so that's a seasonal affective disorder. And right here, as we're anticipating Christmas, what a tragic irony this is that this time of year, as we're in the holidays, Thanksgiving, and then heading into Christmas, and then New Year's, and we've got family gatherings, and there's this great Christian message of the birth of Christ that we're celebrating. And we've got lots of... Uh, anticipations, excited, hopeful anticipations about the year that, uh, you know, people are going to parties and gathering with family and friends and giving and receiving gifts and going on trips and special things. And maybe we're not doing as many of those things, but we're certainly hearing about it. Yeah. Well, it can be a really hard time of the year. What you're bringing up here can trigger depression, just the holidays in itself. And 
the gap that we are experiencing between kind of our idealistic hopes and expectations and dreams of all that we associate with Christmas and maybe our true experience of how we're feeling emotionally and, you know, even just feeling like everybody else is together and connected and belonging and having these warm, great times of family celebration and being invited, you know, to parties and maybe we're sitting home alone and maybe it doesn't feel like Christmas Mm -hmm. or it's hard to feel like it's worth decorating because you don't really have anybody come over to really Mm -hmm. celebrate with and enjoy that with, or there's crises in the family. You know, we, one of the movies that we really have enjoyed is catch me if you can, Uh which is the story of Frank Abagnale. And this is an amazing story. He's, he's a wonderful Christian man now, but he, he went through some real pain in his family, his parents divorcing his, and then he became a criminal as he was trying to cope and provide for himself and trying to earn his parents' love, make them proud. He and, was a con artist, yeah, right? Yeah, he was a con artist, yeah. And here he was a young teenager and he was just really upset and grieved over his parents' divorce and he was missing his mom. And he went to find her and it shows him running up to this house, beautiful house, charming house, decorated, Mm -hmm. large yard, snowing outside, this beautiful scene, the Christmas music's playing. Mm -hmm. And he looks in the the window with the snowflakes all around his face and he sees his mom and she looks beautiful and she's, you know, sitting on the couch reading and, you know, you just see this love and brightness in his face. And then a strange man who's not his dad, you know, walks up to her and there's this interaction of love between them and he realizes he's not a part of this. And the stepfather who he doesn't know, you know, walks towards him, but doesn't see him. And then this little girl comes up to the window and she sees him and he, you know, he motions to her, where's your mommy? And she points at his mom Mm -hmm. and he realizes, you know, his mom's had another child and Mm -hmm. he feels replaced and displaced and he feels sad. And, Many of our listeners probably relate to that feeling on the outside of what they want to be on the inside. Of. Yeah, out in the cold and maybe feeling hungry and alone and looking inside there at a scene of family mm-hmm. where there's warmth and togetherness and uh, belonging and happiness. Being yeah. wanted, yeah, loved. And you feel like safe, you're on the outside secure. looking in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we even feel that way when we're with our family. If we don't, mm-hmm. you know, if we don't really feel known or feel safe really being ourselves. Yes. And so, you know, God speaks to this. He knows that we live in these darknesses and that there's sin that causes this kind of darkness in all of us. And that's the hope we have. Yeah, sin and, and Broken relationships, not only our, our sin, but being sinned the against. The consequences uh-huh, of other sins. And just our dysfunction, when, that we don't deal well with hurt and stress and loss and conflict that's inevitable. And we don't deal with those things, then there becomes increasing distance, emotional disconnection in the relationships. And so, yeah, yeah even in the midst of a family we can feel like we're on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. That's right. Not feel even if we run into our inability to love our loved ones. And we don't want to be feeling that. You know, that darkness within us is, oh, here I am even unable to love like I want to. Or here I am judging this person. I don't, I don't want to be judging. Mm-hmm. Or here I'm running into unforgiveness. I thought I'd already forgiven this. And here... 
it's been retapped again and I'm feeling the hurt, I'm feeling the anger. Yeah, this time of year just stirs up so many issues and feelings. I, th I think it's the combination of all the, the great hopes that we have and that we probably are having more time with our family of origin and and so memories and unmet needs and unresolved conflicts and hurt feelings come back to us. And mm -hmm. so that juxtaposition of what's supposed to be such a, a happy, wonderful time of year with the realities of what doesn't feel good and what isn't going well, that, that can really be depressing. Yeah, it really can. And that's where we take hope from Scripture I'm the Lord, who is my light and my salvation. <laughs> yeah, and Isaiah 9-2, one of the great promises of the uh, Christmas season, one of your favorite verses. Uh, we were talking about that today. Yes, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. That's good news. It's very good news, and Matthew picks up on that. For us in Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, uh, is Jesus beginning his public ministry and he's just settling in the Capernaum area there. And he pulls out the prophecy of Isaiah, the land of Naphtalin and the land, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan. This is where Jesus has settled. The Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land, of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And then Matthew continues, from that time on, Jesus began to preach. Rethink how you're living your life in light of your opportunity to live in the kingdom of the heavens that is near. You know, something that helps me with that, Bill, is in these dark days, when I'm feeling the effects of the darkness, whether it's darkness of awareness of my own sin or just the biological effects of these longer dark nights, I will find myself putting it a priority to find a spot where the sun's shining in the window and to take a break from my work. And I'll go and I'll lay down in that sun and I'll pray and I'll meditate on Jesus, the light shining in the darkness and let it shine on me and warm me and really receive this reality of I am in the kingdom of God right now. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm running into my inability to love or forgive or mm -hmm. my own sin and shame. So when you're doing that, and I see you do this from time to time. So what are you feeling as you're there in the light and you're meditating on the Lord and his light? Well, I'm, I'm crying out to the Lord about my need and my craving for him, the light mm -hmm. to fill me, to revive me, to for shine on me. For a sense of his warmth, his, yeah. his warm, warm, loving mm -hmm. presence. Yeah, to permeate my cold heart and, mm -hmm. and soul and to come in with more of his power and his presence yeah. into my spirit. So spirit. your cold heart and soul, people like me that know you would say, wait a minute, you don't have a cold soul. You don't have a dark heart. What are you talking about here? Well, you're forgetting when I criticize you. It does feel like I have a cold and dark heart, Bill. <laughs> you, yeah. you can be hard on yourself. You see your, your faults and that can be discouraging for you. Yeah. And I also, you know, receive feedback. We all receive feedback. And while it's a gift when others are honest with us and confront us with our sin, 
uh, it's also hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also kind of a harsh dose of reality to have to face those things that are true about us, especially if they're things that, oh, really? I've really worked on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's one of the times that you feel like you need to be brought into the light, the mm-hmm. physical light from the sun, and then, of course, the spiritual warm light of God's love. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another example as you're uh, in these long night seasons of the wintertime? Yeah, well, you know, our work, Bill, we work with people that are in a lot of pain, and we contain a lot of that pain for them. And so, you know, the other day I came home from seeing, you know, being with people in pain. And I thought, it's going to be dark in an hour and a half. I've got to get out in the light. And so I took off my work clothes and my heels and I put on walking shoes and I just made myself go out for a walk to walk and talk with Jesus and and to process these things with Mm -hmm. the Lord. And I figured once it's dark, I can come back in and sit at the computer and do my desk work and answer emails and re-enter to the pain, you know, with people connecting on that level. But I needed to go and let myself really reorient into the kingdom of God. And so getting out in beauty and in the light, even though it was was still cold and it was still dark and it was still kind of overcast, it made a difference. Yeah, you're bringing yourself into the kingdom. So I'm just thinking about you know, our listeners, all of us, we have people around us in our life, whether it's a family friend or someone that we care for and they're struggling. The people around us maybe are feeling down and de-energized and what do we do to help them? Well, I love one of the pastors that we know, uh, Ron Rogowski. He listens to our podcast and he's a worship pastor and he's having a, a worship service on December 21st, to invite people to come and to worship the Lord on the longest night. I love that. That's the kind of thing we do. Worship, gather with others who can help us look to the light together, celebrate the light together, live in this reality in John 1 of the light has shone into the darkness and the darkness is not able to overcome it. Mm -hmm. That's what we can do. Yeah, it's a special church service called the longest night, Mm -hmm. Calvary Church in Santa Ana here. And uh, it's very much uh, a distinctive worship service in that he's giving, he's naming things like grief and Mm -hmm. depression and loneliness Mm -hmm. and helping us to express that, pray psalms of lament and and sing about the the things that we're struggling with from the midst of that articulation to put our mind on the the goodness and greatness and compassion and mercy and love Mm -hmm. of God. Emmanuel, the Lord with us. Yes. So let me pray for us. Jesus, how thankful we are to you. You are the light of the world. And how desperate we are for your light to shine into the depths and the darkest parts of our souls, Lord, to continue to bring more and more of you, Jesus, and less of us. And that then we would shine like you have made us to be lights of the world to others, ambassadors of you. Oh, Jesus, may it be, we pray in your name. Amen. Are you a pastor or ministry leader who wants to grow in spiritual formation and soul care ministry? We would love to have you join us for our upcoming five-day TLC retreat. TLC stands for To Love Christ. Or possibly you and your church would want to sponsor your pastor to join us in this new cohort, which will be starting mid-January 2017. You can learn more and contact us at soulshepherding.org.